If you would be so kind tonight, I would like to direct our attention to the book of Mark chapter 2. I want to read verse 12 in your hearing, and then I will back up to verse 1 after we have prayed and begin in verse 1 and come down through those particular verses. Praise God. The word of God declares unto us in Mark chapter 2 and verse 12. And immediately he arose, took up the bed, and went forth before them all. Insomuch that they were all amazed and glorified God saying, We never saw it on this fashion. I believe that it's the will of God for signs, wonders, and miracles to take place in this house tonight. I believe there's somebody uh, that's bound by sin uh, that he's walked in here uh, to set free uh, and to let you know uh, there is hope uh, in a hopeless world. Woo! Would you lift your hands all across this house and let's thank him for his word, shall we? God, I come to you again tonight. Uh, I thank you, God. I praise you, God. Uh, I magnify you, God, uh, for who you are. Uh, anoint your servant one more time. Uh, speak to the hearts and the lives uh, of men and women, boys and girls. Uh, and God uh, will give you the praise, the glory, uh, and the honor. Uh, let's clap our hands unto the Lord. And shout unto him with a voice of trial. And you may be seated in Jesus' name. I begin in verse 1 of that second chapter. And again he entered into Capernaum after some days. And it was noise that he was in the house. They were having revival. Somebody was broadcasting that Jesus is in the house. I want you to understand he's in this house on this Sunday night. And he walked in with purpose. What is that purpose? It's you and I. It is us that have needs that he's come to meet. And straightway. Many were gathered together, insomuch there was no room to receive them. No, not so much about the door. And he preached the word unto them. Oh, I believe he came with healing in his wings uh, and deliverance uh, in his message. Uh, and they came unto him uh, bringing one sick of the palsy uh, which was born uh, of four. What was it? They knew the answer for this man's condition. And when they come and when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was. And when they had broken it up, 
they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. I want you to know uh, that he had some friends uh, that was concerned uh, about his condition. I want to tell somebody in this house, uh, you better choose wisely uh, who your friends are. Because I come to tell somebody, uh, if they won't help you get to Jesus, uh, you better leave them alone. If they won't help you uh, in the time of need, uh, you need other friends. Uh, you need somebody uh, that will say, I know the answer. I know what you need. I know who you need to come in contact with. Will they help me get to Jesus? Consider with me. There were four that brought him to Jesus. If you were one of the four, how concerned would you be? Come on. All right. Come on. Preach on. Why do I say that? Because the simple fact is, if he don't get his healing, you got to help carry him out of there. I wish I could get some folks uh, with a burden here tonight uh, that says uh, you ain't going to have to come home. Because I got enough faith in God uh, that he's going to minister uh, to the need uh, in your life. I'm preaching to somebody, uh, whether it be body, soul, or spirit, uh, he's in the house. Uh, and I've come with a message uh, of hope uh, and deliverance uh, and healing. Uh, he's in uh, the house. Lift your hands all across his house and love him with me. A few weeks back, we was in service and in the middle of my message, there was a man that got up and made his way towards the front and the church got all excited and I have been there before and I knew this man. He was one of those that I don't know if he had an emotional bone in his body. I don't know if he's ever been excited about anything. Man, that's a sad way to live. My God. Oh, God. And he walked up and he knelt at the altar and started praying. The pastor looked at me and he said, in the three years he's come here, I've never seen him cry. My God, what's wrong with you? And there was a man in that church 
that wrapped his arms around him and made up his mind, I'm not letting go. Woo! Until something happens. Sometimes you gotta wrap your arms around them and make up your mind. My God, I'm gonna pray him through come hell or high water. But I'm gonna do my part. I'm gonna get him to Jesus. He's got to know that this is the answer. And I'm telling somebody in this house, he's the answer you're looking for. I said Jesus Christ uh, is the answer uh, you're looking for. I said Jesus Christ uh, is the answer uh, you're looking for. I don't know. It may have been 30 minutes. It may have been 45 minutes. But we finally prayed that man through to the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Why did it happen? Because he had some friends uh, that cared about him. He had some saints uh, that said, I believe uh, though uh, that he wants to save you. He wants to deliver you. He wants uh, to set you free. Several years ago, while preaching in Fort Wayne, Indiana, for Pastor White, we had a young African-American woman that made her way to the front. Woo! I come to tell somebody she didn't look like us. And she sure didn't dress like us. I'm not throwing no stones here today. I'm just telling you, she needed Jesus. And she walked to that front and those ladies gathered around her and began to pray and intercede. You know what happened? God filled her with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Why? Because somebody cared. Somebody loved. Somebody realized the answer is here and it's here for you. In Japan, during the war, Second World War, there is a picture that many of us have seen. It shows a young Japanese boy, I would say probably eight or ten years old, and on his back, he is carrying his dead brother to bury him. One of our GIs, not knowing the situation, asked why he was so determined to carry such a heavy load, to which he replied, he's not heavy, he's my brother. The GI broke down in tears, and this image has become
become a symbol of unity in Japan. So I've come to challenge this church. Let this be our motto. He's not heavy. He's my brother. She's not heavy. She's my sister. If he falls, help him get up. Even if you're tired, my God, your friends do matter. If their support is weak, encourage them. If he makes a mistake, forgive him. My God, I'm preaching to somebody. He's not heavy. He's my brother. Lift your hands all across this house and love him with me. If they make a mistake, forgive. If the world abandons them, you may have to carry them on your back. But I come to tell somebody, you're not heavy. You're my brother and you're my sister. I've come to help you get to Jesus. I've come to help somebody that's down and out. I've come to tell somebody that's suicidal. I got the answer. It's here today. You won't find it in drugs. You won't find it in alcohol. You won't find it in counseling. It's still the shed blood of Jesus Christ that sets the captive free. Woo! Somebody help me preach. Somebody get under the burden. Somebody carry someone. Please hear me. I've made mistakes, but thank God the church didn't give up on me. You made mistakes. Thank God they didn't give up on you. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost here. I don't care what you've done this evening. I come to tell somebody that forgiveness is still in the house on this Sunday night. Pardon can still be found in this house. If you see somebody stumble, pray for them. Don't take it to Facebook. Don't take it to social media. 
My God, I feel the Holy Ghost here. We got too many folks that want to talk. Why don't you pray instead of talk? Why don't you be a lifter upper instead of a putter downer? Why? You're not heavy. You're my brother. A few days ago, a little girl came in from school with her dress a mess. There was mud all over it. And the mother was upset over the appearance of the child. But before she said anything, she decided to hear her out. Sometimes we need to hear the story. I said, sometimes you need to hear the story before you make a conclusion. Let me just go another step. If you ain't walked in their shoes, you don't know how you'd behave. God, somebody help me here. There are trials and tests I've never faced. And I pray to God that if I fall and stumble, Brother St. Clair would reach over and pick me up and say, come on, brothers. You can do it. Don't give up. You're a part of the church. Some time ago, I have a precious pastor friend that fell into sin. And I called him, Brother St. Clair. He didn't answer, but it went to his voicemail. And I just simply said, Brother, Failure does not have to be fatal. I said failure does not have to be fatal. Woo! Come on, somebody. I seen him in a conference several months later, and he looked me in the eye and he said, Preacher, failure does not have to be fatal. Come on, somebody. I've come to tell you that you can speak life or you can speak death. But I come to speak hope. I come to speak help. I'm preaching to somebody in this house. God's here. God's come to work. He's come to perform. And God is able. So the mother asked, darling, why is your dress such a mess? And the little girl replied, my friend fell into a mud hole and hurt her leg badly. 
and she needed someone to help her. So while we waited for help, I slipped down beside her and held her hand until help came. I want to know how many times has our Heavenly Father done the very same thing for us through a friend, through a saint of God, through something my God. My God, I come to pull somebody out of the mud hole here today. I, I come to tell somebody that God is here to save to the uttermost. And you're not heavy. You're my brother. You're not heavy. You're my sister. Lift your hands and love him with me, church. There's a working of the Spirit in this house tonight. Somewhere along the journey of walking with God, you're going to find Luke 22 and 31 to come your way. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. I'm telling somebody, I'm praying for you, my brother. I feel in my spirit uh, that all hell has come against somebody. Uh, but I'm telling you, uh, don't give in uh, and don't give up. I'm telling some young person, uh, it's worth the fight. Don't let the enemy lie to you. Don't let him take you uh, and sift you uh, as wheat. Acts 14 and 19. And there came thither certain Jews from Antioch and Iconium who persuaded the people and having stoned Paul, they dream out of the city supposing he had been dead. Sometimes it's easy to leave somebody for dead. Back in the month of December, my brother-in-law, my wife's younger brother, runs a garage a couple of miles outside of the town of Donovan. And 
There is a large sweeping curve right in the center of where his garage is. It runs in front of it. You could probably take it, Bishop, at 100 mile an hour. But for some reason, when folks get intoxicated, God only knows how many has ran off into the ditch. And my brother-in-law got up one morning and he seen the car in the ditch and he thought it's just another one. It probably happened in the middle of the night while we were asleep. They've done come, they've done got him out, her out. He said, I didn't think no more about it. He said about one o'clock that afternoon, a man drove in and he said, Jody, what happened? I see the car in the ditch. He said, oh, probably just another drunk. He said, did you go check the car? My brother-in-law said, nah, didn't think there's no use. He said, let's go look. And he said, brother-in-law, when I got there, there was a man hanging upside down, barely alive. And he said, I thought that was me just a few years. He said, what pains me is, is that I let it go about six or seven hours. I walked in here today because I got you on my mind. The enemy's been lying to you and telling you there's no hope, but that's a lie from hell. The enemy has you entrapped it, but I'm telling you today, there's deliverance in this house on this Sunday night for whatever has you... Whatever has you pound, the master has walked in. This church is praying. This church is believing. You're not heavy. You're my brother. Lift your hands and love him with me, church. I've heard your prayer. I've heard you say, 
today. If God is real, just let me fill him. Let me hear his voice. I would say unto thee, I'm here tonight. I've walked in to save to the uttermost. There's not a sin or a sin stain that I can't forgive and wash away. If you will but ask, if you will but come, there's forgiveness, there's cleansing, there's hope in this house. Saith the Lord. Let's all stand to our feet and let's run to this front. Come on, sinner. Come on, backslider. Come on, weary one. Come on. Come on. Come on, get up here real close where we can pray with you and for you. Come on, church family. Come on. Come on, ma'am. Come on, sir. I need some saints of God to be wise right here tonight. Reach over and lay your hand on some of these that he's talking to, that he's speaking to, that he's calling They've come forward. Let's be a friend. <laughs> they need a friend here tonight. They need somebody that'll put a hand upon them and love them and pray with them and believe for them. God wants to fill with the Holy Ghost here tonight. Come on, church. God wants to set the captive free. Come on, church. Come on, people. Find somebody to pray with tonight. He's not heavy. She's not heavy. That's my brother. That's my sister. <laughs>